All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Oilers Nation Radio, episode 191. Bag Milk here, Dan Coomsey. Coomsey. Tyler, Rick, Coomsey. This is a flashback episode. David Quadrelli from Canucks Army sitting in with us for a little bit as well as we do every week on the podcast. We are going to start with our Oodle Noodle Delicious Debate. If you haven't heard, pull your life together. They've got a new store in Fort Saskatchewan. Yeah. Shop. You haven't been there? What the hell's wrong with you? Pull your life together. Sort it out. Make plans for the weekend to go on out to Fort Saskatchewan, or you can order Oodle Noodle via DoorDash. Ding dong. Tyler. Ding dong. How are we starting off this week's podcast? I thought what we is were, our debate? I thought we were starting with quads talk. Oh, we can. Or do, should we go delicious debate to keep we, the people interested? Delicious we, debate quads. The, how much does a hat cost in Vancouver? Yes. Yeah, so hats are more expensive in Vancouver than they are here. Mm-hmm. Much like everything else in Vancouver, it's more expensive. And it's not just the PST. No, I so, was I was H- blown away. Like it was forty nine ninety nine to get this Mariners hat that I'm wearing. Wildly right now. expensive still. And it was fifty nine ninety nine back home. Like that's how much they go oh, for. Dang. But you do buy a hat with silver thread made of actual silver. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah look at sales. Look at somebody used to work there. Yeah. Um, anyways, delicious debate. Well, it depends what the delicious debate is. We just said we're going to quads. Not the or debate. is quads participating in the delicious debate? Uh, why don't we have a debate about quads? Okay. <laughs> the oodle noodle delicious debate of the week is complete the sentence. Mm-hmm. And don't be a smart ass with me on this one, Coomzy. This is a hockey show. <laughs> is that the start of the sentence? No, it's complete okay. this sentence. <laughs> the sentence is already complete. The Oilers will beat the LA Kings if blank. Quads, I'm going to throw this to you because you're a Canucks guy. The Oilers will beat the Kings if, if they get goaltending. 
Like, How dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I've said How dare this you every time. I'm tired of your slander on Oilers Mike Smith. podcast with you guys. Mm-hmm. I say it's like, do you guys really think you can go deep in the playoffs with Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen? Gonna have to. Oilers podcast, but they were. You just text me because you're awake and you want to take a shot at the goaltender. That's a fair take because the Oilers clearly have the better forward group. They clearly have the better D group. I shouldn't say clearly, but I think their D group without doubt. Without doubt, yeah. So if the goaltending holds up. And, and they have the better special teams. So if the goaltending holds up, yes, the Oilers will beat the LA Kings. That's really, I, that's the only thing I could see singing them. Mike Smith has an all-time mm-hmm. save percentage in the playoffs of 931. He's a, he's a good playoff goalie. Except for that one time in the bubble when he got lit up. He's a good playoff goalie. How old was he in the bubble? 49. He was 38 30. and now he's 40. Exactly. That's my point. How old is Tom see, Brady? I just, Tom Brady is 2,000 years old. Exactly. I think oh, yeah, he's going to be talking okay. to quads and he's he can't hear you. Can't, <laughs> How old is Tom he, Brady quads? He's 45. 45. 45. 45. 45. 43. I think he's almost 45 he's 40, now. That's so ridiculous. So Rick is saying if we put Tom Brady in net, we would win too. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, Age no one sits there and says, hey, listen, Tom Brady has to stay healthy. Nobody says that about uh, Big Big Z out there in Chara. I get it. You've seen a couple of uh, injuries out of Smith this year. But right now, the way he's playing, I think there's, there's, no, there's no real worry when it comes to goalie. Rick is not worried about goaltending quads. Excellent. There you go. <laughs> not any more than any other team that would not any more than any other team with a goaltender. I will say that I'm more worried. I think about if Jonathan quick of old shows up. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd be more worried That's about fair. as well. Because to me, Jonathan quick is probably going to steal disagree. one game here. I Tyler think disagrees. Every, every playoff series, it always comes down to goaltending. Yeah. Like I, I think any team that's gone on a run, I know it's not even a hot take to say that because obviously you have good goaltending. If you're going to win the cup, right. Um, you know, could Mike Smith go on some sort of run? Absolutely. But can you do it over four rounds? Yes. Okay. That, that, that's Maybe. a fair take. question answered. Fair take. Moving on. I, I disagree. <laughs> Next. The so is over. Since January 1st, Cal Peterson has an 896 save percentage. Jonathan Quick has an 898 save percentage. The Oilers two goals in that span. Todd has had 45 haircuts. Mm-hmm. Mike Smith is at 920. Miko Koskinen's at 900. The Oilers have two goalies who since January one have performed better than the LA Kings two goalies. So Mm -hmm. again, I agree that like there's a chance Jonathan quick is the Jonathan quick of old somehow, even though we haven't seen that for a few years for a sustained stretch, but in a seven game series, you're right. He could just decide to show up and be Olympic level Jonathan quick for two weeks and we're fucked. I just think that, I think that it's probably gonna happen one game, maybe two where quick is like on his head and we're kind of just goalied, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily translate to a loss though, Dan. Nope, to be clear, I think the Oilers are going to beat the Kings in the first round. Good for you. Like Good. pretty how many games? Two, how many games? How many, how, many, how many games? I think Oilers in six probably. It's a brave stance. I, like I appreciate it. that. That's reasonable. Uh, what was the question again? Fill in the blank. The <laughs> Oilers will beat the LA Kings if. Uh, the Oilers will beat the Kings if they score more goals than the Kings. That is true. That's not necessarily true. What if they win 19? Well, that is, yeah, okay, now, that, now he's throwing a curveball in here. <laughs> You're telling me if they play a game and the Oilers score more goals than the Kings, they don't necessarily win the game. We're talking about the series. And over the course of the series, the Oilers could score more goals than the LA Kings and okay. lose the series. So, okay. hmm. so Cam like, doesn't know how. Okay, hockey. I'll change my answer then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, uh, the Oilers will beat the Kings if they win four games. There you go. That is true. Knew that was coming from him. Yep. That's funny. Wrote it in my notebook. Cam will say <laughs> if they win four games. Just write down whenever I say anything so you can edit it out. 
<laughs> Nation that Dan. Would, hold up. That would be a great bit. If every time Cam talked, we just cut it out. So the listener is just like, they keep <laughs> referencing Cam, but I haven't heard him yet. <laughs> would you so would you many bleep, inappropriate things? Like, would you just bleep me out or just cut just it? Just cut it out like it doesn't exist. <laughs> Cam, we're oh. going to you. Oh, Nation Dan, what's your answer? <laughs> just eliminating Cam from the entire <laughs> universe. Great bit. That's fine. Nation Dan, the Edmonton Oilers will beat the Kings if... Jonathan Quick isn't Jonathan Quick of old. That to me is the is the X factor. It's the when was the last time Jonathan Quick was Jonathan Quick? When he plays us, yeah. When Edmonton plays Jonathan Quick, he every time he looks stellar, and it's just I think that's maybe that's just a perception of my own. But to me, recency bias, maybe I don't know. I don't want that to. He has in forty games against the Oilers all time a nine twenty three save percentage. Jonathan Quick does. That's, that's pretty good. good. That's real good. Um, that's a long time. That's a lot of games and we are very bad yeah, though. This dates back to 2008. So, so let's go. Are you suggesting the Oilers were no good in 2008? In the last, I suggest uh, scoring was not our greatest uh, attribute back then. In yes. the last three seasons against the Oilers, Jonathan Quick is two, three and one <laughs> with a 901 save percentage and a 267 goals against average. Okay. And this season alone, Quick is one, one and one with a 918, 229. So pretty good numbers this year against the Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers will beat the Kings in if Tyler, I'm just going to agree with Dan. Like I, and I get Quads's point about the Oilers need to get goaltending, but even if Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen falter, Edmonton might be able to beat the Kings. Cause I don't think you can trust Jonathan quick and Cal Peterson to be consistent enough in a seven game series. So as long as Jonathan quick, isn't Jonathan quick of old, the Oilers will beat the LA Kings. And I'm going to say, uh, if Tyler wears the romper for all four <laughs> games, they'll win. It's a bold take. There you go. Have we gotten Rick's take yet? Rick. Edmonton I'm Oilers. Replacing, I'm replacing if with a period. <laughs> that's, okay, that's like your that is, that's your good answer. Fair enough. Yeah, he's, quads agrees. He's replacing he's, if with just a period. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's more of a sentence. It's more of a so, statement than a, a question. Commentary. We didn't have enough pairs of headphones, so quads can't hear anything Rick says because yeah. he's on Zoom. I like that you translated that for him off mic, but that was the only <laughs> thing that was on mic. So that actually gives me an idea. We should. Submit, uh, upload different versions of the podcast where someone's audio can't be heard. So if you're like, okay, I want to listen to Oilers Nation Radio minus Dan, yes. then I do the no Dan edition. Yeah, the no Dan. <laughs> just, just leave it on that one. No Dan's allowed. Uh, oh, that's bagged milk, by the way, sir. Yeah. Well. Cool. Somebody write that down. We Was there a government, government name? name? Oh. Government name. Oh, no, no. Wow. Okay. No, I understand what happened there. What? But now it has no, been. nothing happened, but now, <laughs> now it's, a it's thing. been confirmed. <laughs> Everybody's listening back trying now. to figure out where the bleep is now. All right. We've decided that the Oilers are beating the Kings. There's a the delicious debate. Oodle noodle. New location out in Fort Saskatchewan. We're going to move on because my boy quads has limited time. Tonight, the nation crew, we're going to the hockey game. Quads, you're joining us. Oilers wrapping up the regular season against the Canucks. What do we need to know about the Vancouver Canucks? David Quadrelli? Spencer Martin's in net. Mm-hmm. And there was once a time when Canucks fans thought that the Oilers were going to trade two first round picks for Spencer Martin. Wasn't mm-hmm. that just a rumor you started? Yeah, that was a joke that was started on Twitter. <laughs> we call it Tajception because Taj is like the guy who listens to everything Canucks related and tweets it all out. And sometimes he'll just like stir up controversies and then insiders will like message teams about it. And then the teams will be like, no, we haven't heard this. And then they'll keep messaging until someone says, yeah, this is possible because they heard it from Taj. <laughs> so we call it Tajception because he literally will create things that get picked up by like Elliot Friedman and the insiders because Taj tweeted it. And then they check with enough people until one person says, yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's tweeted and it's Tajception. So who knows? Maybe Spencer Martin gets traded for two first, but in all seriousness, uh, 
you know, the Canucks aren't playing for much. JT Miller uh, is like two points off of a hundred. Are you surprised uh, he's still Patterson. here? Do you think he's going to get traded at the deadline? No, I, I think he's getting traded in the offseason. I think really? it's one of the easiest layups for this organization the to draft, make hey? uh, is to, to move him at the draft. And as uh, Frank Saravalli pointed out, teams will be downright horny to acquire his services. Did Frank yeah. say horny? He, he did, did say, say horny. That, that was right, Frankie. That was uh, written out like by Tosh. I'd like to have a little clip of that. <laughs> or just like a button where it just says downright horny. In my voice. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Uh, Surveyor Brad, feel free to clip that one. Go ahead. I, the, the Tajception thing is fascinating to me. Like Vancouver's social media seems to kind of bubble under the radar, but like Mr. Booth is another yeah. account that causes a huge amount of oh, uproar. Is that account still suspended? Because I love yeah. his account. So, Back, isn't it? I, so I know Mr. Booth personally. Yeah. Um, so I've become the Mr. Booth beat reporter, which has led to people thinking that I'm Mr. Booth because <laughs> I have like Instagram DMs and I always tweet it out whenever he gets suspended. Are you Mr. Booth? No, I'm not. I don't have enough time. Ah. Um, but I every what? time he gets suspended, I put out statements on his behalf. I'm like, this is a statement from Mr. Booth. And he has something to say every time he gets suspended. So I think he's on his like third or fourth account. And maybe off air, I'll tell you guys why he keeps getting suspended. But it's, yes. it's quite a story. Yes. Um, Murder. So social media, though, you guys are having some fun over there. Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. It, it's fun to be on the on the Vancouver market. Social media, for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Just circling back to the game tonight. Even since the Canucks have been out, have they been playing pretty hard? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like they they're, they're not rolling over and dying and I don't no. think they will tonight. And they've only been mathematically eliminated for one game and it was the last game against Dallas. And basically what happened was first period or not Dallas, excuse me. Uh, they were still in that game and then Dallas and Vegas had their game or whoever and Dallas won. And then that happened during the first period of the Canucks game. And then they were mathematically eliminated and it was, you could see a switch in all the oh. players and, and Quinn Hughes even admitted it. Um, I believe it was Quinn Hughes admitted it. Uh, post game that yeah they all heard about the score and they you know they were demoralized because yeah. that was it um and they pushed so hard under bruce that uh you know they they really thought they could get it done and you know like i was telling the office this earlier today but you know i believe this is bruce's second time missing the playoffs in over a thousand nhl games coached so um you know for him to come in when they were in the spot that they were like hanging out with seattle kraken at the bottom of the league uh you know it, it, it was pretty pretty crazy to see what Bruce was able to do with the team this year. Well, I want to ask you about that because the Canucks obviously made their coaching change early in the season. You, as the Oilers were plummeting through December and January, you were texting me. And you're like, "Why? what's going on? Why aren't they making a change? Whereas the Oilers hired, brought in Jay Woodcroft, the exact same effect almost. So what happened with Bruce Boudreaux? Like, what was the change from Boudreaux over Travis Green that made such a difference? Uh, it's, it's a really interesting question because not to get too into systems and everything, but Travis Green had the Canucks playing a really run and gun style in 2019-20 where it was all offense and, and very limited defense. Uh, you know, keep in mind they had Chris Tanev uh, at that time. They had Alex Edler. They had a they had a not great defense score, but they had a pretty okay defense score, right? Like Tyler Myers is your fourth, fifth guy. That's probably where you want Tyler Myers, right? Uh, going into the next season, um, not the bubble season, but last year when they had the Canadian division, you know, you saw where the Canucks finished. Like the Canucks were just an absolute tire fire last year. And it was because they started the season with that same system and the new defense couldn't do it. Like they, they couldn't handle uh, that system. So they basically kept that system for the whole season. And then coming into this year, what changes are made to the de defense group? Well, 
you lose Alex Edler and you bring in Tucker Pullman like that. That's basically all the Canucks did this offseason. Uh, you know, obviously Luke Shen uh, is brought in as well, but you re-sign Travis Hammond. He doesn't show up um, because he's not vaccinated um, at training camp. So you don't have Travis Hammond start the year. Um, miraculously, they were able to get a third round pick for him. But regardless, Travis Green had a pretty bad defense score coming into this year. Like aside from Quinn Hughes, you didn't have much. Like you had Oliver Ekman Larson and Tyler Myers who were the Canucks shutdown pair and did a pretty good job. But, you know, Tucker Pullman's been a huge disappointment in Vancouver. And I think, you know, as soon as that contract was signed, anybody who's looked at any analytical model said this is going to hurt the Canucks and it hurt them in the first year. Um, you know, tr- he's dealing with... Uh, weird concussion like symptoms without having a concussion. So obviously hope all the best for him, but you know, he's got four years on that deal and that was just a, an awful deal. The moment it was signed uh, happy for Tucker Pullman. Cause he's getting Aquilini's money, which is Get great. The bag. Yeah. Yep. Um, Secure the bag, but bag you know, it, it's not a good decision for the team. So all in all, this is all just to say that with that banged up defense core and just, you know, the patchwork defense group that they had, the Canucks really dedicated themselves to playing solid five on five team defense. So forwards are coming back further, um, you know, really compensating for the defense's lack of ability to play hockey. Well, Um, and that's kind of (laughs) what the Canucks have dealt with this season is just, you know, Travis Green was coaching for his job. Remember he's a lame duck coach and he didn't want to get scored on a bunch. So they were playing this really conservative style. And I think that'll probably be, Uh, The thing that got Travis Green fired is just not willing to adapt to the new ideas like that penalty kill group was just sent out shift after shift league worst penalty kill Boudreaux gets here and he puts Pedersen on the PK. The results uh, are there. Tyler, when you say that was kind of similar to what happened here. Yeah. And actually Mm -hmm. I was going to say like an interesting thing is Canucks fire the coach bang, shoot up the standings. Probably waited too too long though, because if they would have done it earlier, might have been a playoff team. Oilers fired their coach. If they do that three weeks earlier, are they not pushing for a division title? Oh, without question. I wonder. Again, we know this is a copycat league. Next season, because there weren't a lot of coaches fired early in the year this year. Are we going to get to like November next year, and it's going to be like boom, 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 fired, 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 underperforming? Well, teams. what's also and, and they'll just be like, hey, yeah, we know we're getting ten games, where we're going to bounce back here. Let's go, let's fire the coach. In terms of the coaching change, though, it's interesting also that Vancouver went with a season guy like Bruce Boudreau, whereas the Oilers went with the guy they had on the farm. Yeah, I mean, even when you get, when you go back through like when this has worked for teams. Like the St. Louis Blues going with Craig Berube. He was a guy who didn't work as a head coach for a while, right? Yeah. When the Pittsburgh Penguins went with Mike Sullivan and Dan Bilesma, right? Like these weren't, you can find examples where it's the experienced guy who comes in and kicks down the door and straightens a team out. You can find examples where it's a young guy or a guy who hasn't been around for a while who comes in, kicks down the door and just brings a fresh perspective, right? Which has been what Woodcroft has done. And I think Boudreaux as well, even though he's an not an older school head coach, but he came in and it was like a breath of fresh air, right? Like everyone had a grand piano taken off their shoulders. Yeah. And I also want to specify in the case of the Canucks, like it had a lot more to do with just Travis green. Like it was also the management group. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to speak for any players here, but JC Miller said on the record that the Canucks moves after the bubble, when they lost to Foley marks from Tanev Stetcher, all of those in one off season, he called it shocking. He's like, I don't want to take a step back and yeah. you know, I don't want to go into a rebuild. And you know, Horvat said the same sort of thing. Like, you know, again, not trying to speak for any players, but there is a very good, um, you know, good uh, chance that a lot of those players were feeling disgruntled with the management group. And we're just like, what are we here for? Right? Like JC Miller wants to win. Elias Patterson, he wants to start winning games and you know, 
this management group wasn't putting together a team that could win games. And I think that's something that's a little understated when, when people talk about uh, Boudreaux coming in is also, they got rid of that management group and, you know, Stan Smeal came down to the locker room the next day. And, you know, that's a guy who's, you know, embodies what it means to be a Canuck. Uh, and he says, he's like enough finger pointing, like, you know, coach was pointing at management. Uh, he didn't say that specifically, but he said there was a lot of finger pointing here and we can't have that. Um, and, you know, players are pointing at players and coaches and management as well. And he just said, everybody needs to start being accountable for themselves. Uh, there's the joke that he was the most successful GM in Canucks history because he was interim GM for four, four days. And those were four games that the Canucks won. So <laughs> most successful GM in history. Turning to tonight's game quads. First time for you at Rogers place. No McDavid, no dry settle for the Oilers. A little bummed out for you, or do you understand? I'm just there to see Archer Seelove sit on the bench. Mm. Yeah, and that is the Canucks backup. Twenty yeah, year old, he's twenty years old. I've been yeah. I've been singing his praises since they took him in like the seventh round in 2019. I, I really do think he's going to be a really. You should good go sit tenure. by the glass tonight with a sign, bang on the glass. Yeah, That'd be yeah. Really he nice. got married at 18. Archer Seelove. That's an excellent decision. I'm sure he won't regret. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> uh, before Good we let you Lord. go, quads, anything else that you're excited about? What are you doing in Edmonton, by the way? Why are you here? How was the mall? Yeah, the mall was great. I uh, got a hat for cheaper, which That's was very- fantastic. <laughs> Did you see the seals? No, I knew they were there and I was pointing it out to my girlfriend. I said, I saw a seal here last time and there's, there are California seals in there. You know, sometimes they have penguins and they just take them for walks around the mall. So you'll yeah, be like wait. shopping yeah, and yeah. be like a penguin awesome. going for a walk. I have to like see everybody's facial expression when you guys tell me this stuff because I, you know, I've been told that <laughs> they used to have flamingos too. They did have flamingos. Yeah. They uh, also had tiger cubs a, for a little a while. They had dolphins peacock. for a little bit. They used yeah. to have a yep. really, really good aquarium up by the Tim Hortons on the, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They still have it. The sea caverns. No, no, no. Well, they, they, the, had, the, uh, they, they had really cool, little like, fish. fish tanks. Yeah. Oh, up, up by yes. the Ice Palace where the Tim Hortons is, they had this huge, um, I remember, the, the huge aquarium. Like a reef aquarium. Look at from different size. Just, amer- just amazing. Yeah, when, lovely. Peaceful. There's, there's a sloth exhibit right now. Yeah. I found that. That's, That's fun. When they were trying to recruit Danny Heatley here, they sent him a DVD entailing what the mall had. I would love to see that. DVD. I would like how the fact that we haven't seen that DVD all these years later is absolutely it's just it's shocking. It's, it would be so, so, so upsetting. It'd be so funny. See, you guys need someone like Jason Botchford <laughs> in your market because Jason Botchford, for those, you know, Oilers yeah. listeners that don't know, fantastic reporter in Vancouver, really well respected by everybody. He found the video that the Canucks allegedly showed Nikita Triamkin when he was like 21 and they were like, we need you to play like this. And it was like a Chris Pronger hype video. And they were like, we need you to be this guy. And that just wasn't Triamkin's game at all. And they showed it to him when he was like 20 and didn't know English. And it's like, do this. And it was just Chris <laughs> Pronger hype. That's, that's so, so good. So it's not just that. It's not just the Oilers organization. That's good to hear. Uh, Rick said, so it's not just the organization. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Uh, all right, quad score prediction from you tonight before we let you go. Uh, I think it's going to be five, four Oilers in regulation. Uh, Pedersen and Hughes both hit 70 points on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Miller hits his hundredth. No, oh, that's a very Betty. specific Bet the over, and if it doesn't hit, quads will pay you back your bet. Yep. Actually, Spencer Martin's been really good. Like, really Spencer good Martin's been fantastic. I don't know actually. how the others are going to score five goals without McDavid and Drysaddle in the lineup. Like, oh, yeah. Who, they who, scored who? five yesterday, and neither of McDavid or Drysaddle scored. What about Devin's score? Yeah, but they were still yeah, Devin's score is they're gonna, playing. 
Right? Yeah, but Devin Score is here. Devin Score? Is yeah. Kyle Turris going to be in playing? I hope so. Isn't cool Clayton, Express legend. Isn't played in like eight months. They're going to lower him from the rafters like Sting in the WCW. <laughs> like when, when the Sharks That's did nice. that with their mask on, he got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> the duck the duck lit on fire once, I think. <laughs> Jumping through a the hoop. The duck yep. lit on fire once. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping through a hoop. All right, quads. I know you got a bunch of stuff to do. Thanks for jumping in. Unless you want to hang out. It's up to you. I got to run. All right. There I'm goes green now. David Quadrelli going for lunch. Where are you going for lunch first? Upstairs to my suite. I'm making craft dinner. Oh yeah. Nice. Man on a budget. <laughs> I, I respect a good it. Italian meal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put a little Italiano. Poppity on poopity. It. <laughs> is it the, is sorry, it the I'm Cheetos sorry. kind at least? <laughs> cheese based seasonings I that I get from the States. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you want more on that story, real life yesterday, it's real life. Yesterday was a doozy. If you haven't listened to a real life podcast, listen to that one. It was a weird one. There goes David Quadrelli. Yep. Wearing, I like your sweatpants too. Got a pair of pumas on. You should play. You should cut in my hero by the Foo Fighters. Uh, oh, you were just singing just it. it. Oh my just god, that's cool. Me and Dan are connected. Yes. Yeah. We're kids. My quads. Thanks for my quads, buddy. Bye. There goes David Quadrelli. And that's how that. I tell you about our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance for ninety years and four generations. They have been a locally owned and operated insurance <laughs> provider here in Edmonton. What's going on with Tyler over there? Tyler's trying to get himself in the frame without being in the frame right now. Oh, I see. Yeah, we're that adjusting was very the camera. By the way, yeah, yeah. Still, right. re- still real life too. All right, so I'm still gonna. That's ah, the real life podcast. Last <laughs> right there. For 90 years and four generations, Cornerstone Insurance has been a family and employee-owned business here in Edmonton with all of the insurance products you could ever hope to need: auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever you need. Cornerstoneins.ca is your spot for it. Kumi, look, you got something to say. I'm just like fidgeting around. You know me. It's been a while since you've been on this podcast. Yeah, I was on. Well, I was here in December. Yeah. I came on. Did, I, I did. I, I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like me. Too long, Coombs. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy doing the podcast. It brings me back. But I wish Chris, the intern, was here. RIP. We tried to call him on a podcast once. He didn't answer. If I could trade Tyler for Chris, I would do that. Would you? One for one. And if I could trade you for Chris, I would too. Yeah. Would you bring back the Minutemen? I would continue doing the Minutemen. Yeah. That was yeah. weird. We had a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> We went to a lot of really wacky places. There what was is a- going on with you? Ah, it's pointless. I'm not shooting it on video today. Wait, are you not recording the video right now? I Zoom am, in on Coom and I. But I'm we'll not going to use Coom, it. I'm not going to use it. Coom in on Zoom and I. Coom's going tarps off if the camera's not working. Yeah. yeah. He's going full comfort zone. <laughs> the interesting thing about Coomzy is, like I said earlier, we're going to the game tonight. You flew in from Toronto essentially just for tonight, really. Yeah, I wanted to come to the party. I got a round trip flight on Air Canada for two hundred and ten dollars. Will you be going to Will you be going to Wendy's while you're here though? Yeah, I gotta go to Wendy's because there isn't one there. Yeah. So when I'm back out east, I can't enjoy Wendy's. I can't get the menu items that I like, like a junior bacon cheeseburger, because they don't have them there. Yeah. Buddy, they start breakfast on Monday. Do they? Yeah, I got a coupon in the mail. Wendy's breakfast. That'd be good. So you can you can go right now. They're starting it like on Monday, but they're doing like a soft opening yeah, right soft now. Launch. I saw the yep. I saw the menu yesterday actually. What do they got? Uh there's a croissant, uh bacon. Like a sandwich? baconator baconator egg sandwich of some With sort. A croissant. Ooh, on a yeah. croissant? That's very nice. Imagine just getting a sausage one too. A baconator and they just throw a fried egg in there as well. <laughs> I think that'd yes, be great. Please. That'd be really good. That'd be great. I'd be all It'd over be like that. having a breakfast on your yeah. and they've been throwing like part of their social media campaign has just been like slandering Tim Hortons. Yeah. Tim Hortons? Really? Tim Hortons? <laughs> Stick to coffee, Tim. Better yet, try ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Their ads are very aggressive. Okay. There's billboards around town with an empty biscuit on it. Mm. Just being oh, like, yeah. watch May 2nd. 
Um, they also tweeted at Elon Musk. Let me tweet from space, please. The Wendy's account. <laughs> the Wendy's account is in one. That's what we're learning. Yeah. I like this. Anyway, I want to talk about tonight's event. Going to the game. I haven't been to Rogers place for an Oilers game in two and a half years. I'm very excited. Will you cry when you take the first sip of beer up and up and wherever we're sitting? Absolutely. I'm going to cry when I process my payment for my first beer at the game. Yes. That's when I will cry also. Well, it's payment one of many. You have to do it in installments. Yeah. So like when I know cheaper than Nashville, cheaper than Nashville, when I will cry is when I look at my credit card tomorrow. Mm. That's That's when I'll cry. That's why you just got to drink before you get there and then use the game to kind of reset. So we're going Mm. out for dinner as a team. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be delicious. Forward to it. Mm hmm. Then we're going to the game. Mm-hmm. We're going to party with Rick after the game. Mm-hmm. Let's go. It's going to be a long night. Tyler, you said you weren't drinking tonight and I call you a liar. Why? I don't know. He said that every, like every time he, he says said that, that in Calgary though, didn't he? Yes, he did. He said it in Calgary. He said it in when Nashville. we were in Jasper. I heard it in Nashville. So he's lying to us. When was the last time you got drunk with me? It was like the season opening party in 2019. Like uh, we sucked back a few brewskis at the Jays game oh, yeah, last we, summer. We didn't get lit up though. No, we didn't get a litty. We're pretty. Oh, it, was the, it was the day game. It was the day the season opener yeah. day game back yeah. here. It was uh, oh, it was yeah. twenty eighteen nineteen season. Yeah, they were like they yeah. were against New Jersey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. when they were playing in Sweden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Luch scored. Or he almost Luch. scored. It was no, he did. I think he scored the first game and he didn't score for like fifty five games. Remember when we did the <laughs> Milan Lucic goal draft? I do. I thought about that the other day. And none yeah. of you guys have bought your t shirts yet. <laughs> You're all supposed to buy Coom fan t-shirts. That is such an OG listener of this podcast (laughs) thing. Like that, that is a small group of our listeners right now. will understand that bit. That's like survey. We'll know what we're talking about guys. Like we can actually print our own now. Like there is no reason not to do this. There's none. Like it doesn't have to be a jersey. Just have a shirt that says Coom fan on the front. I would rather get a jersey. No, get a, get one with, with uh, like my face on it, and then like uh, oh, I would wear that. Maybe like text kind of uh, ringed around it, Coom fan. I think I would rather get that on a hoodie. So then I can wear it year round, but you have to make sure. I think we talked about this last time. You have to make sure to use three O's and not two because of Coomer. Oh, right. We learned oh, what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is a, uh, yep. That's a problem for me. <laughs> yep. You can look that up on your own time. If you don't know what that is or don't, I believe that was on one of our podcasts. We kind of went over this. Yeah. yeah I think about, we did. We talked about this in December. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you didn't listen to that episode, go find it. Otherwise, you know, it is Google what. it. Yep. So no McDavid, no dry settle tonight. No Smith. Any surprises from anybody on that? I'm surprised they're not playing Broberg a little again. bit. Oh yeah. A little bit. Broberg first NHL goal last night. Shout out to him. Yeah. And like, if you want to get him acclimated and get him up to speed at the NHL level, go 11 and seven again and play Broberg. Like he's up here for a reason. Or even if you don't want to go 11 and seven, sit Duncan Keith for a game. Rest the guy. He's old. Give him a game off. <laughs> Rest right, feet up off. for a minute. Yeah. A nice glass of sangria. No, I think the Friday night. Come on. I think it's good. Like you sat your two big guns. So McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be healthy for game one. Nurse should be healthy for game one. Um, The lines right now, as they're listed, it's the Nuge line, the McLeod line, the Ryan line, then the Broussard line. I would play the Broussard line as my top line. They're getting 20 plus tonight. No doubt. Derek Ryan's line is getting close to that. McLeod's line, 15. Nuge line, 10. You're playing Nuge line that, that little, hey? Yeah, I'm bare, they're barely touching the ice. You, think, you don't think the they're coach. good players or what's the issue here? Yeah, I just I <laughs> yeah. don't see how they're going to contribute come playoff time, so I sit them. <laughs> well, it will, sending a message. Well, it will be interesting because these last games of the year against a team that has nothing to play for, you never know what to expect from, because guys on Canucks, they're all playing for jobs. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Hold on. The fourth line right now is Devin Shore, Derek Broussard, and Chris Russell. Yeah, okay. So we I read on Twitter that <laughs> Broberg wasn't going to play today. 
Chris that, Russell yeah. playing forward. That's sick. Well, no, I'd love to see that Russell was going to be back on D and Broberg was going to sit, but who are they going to play at forward then? If it's Archibald uh, has to be, has to be Archibald. Oh, yeah. oh I kind of forgot about him. So he's allowed to play. He's here. played seven games yeah. this year. That's why you've forgotten about him. Mike Smith has many points as him, by the way. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. You could almost argue as many scoring chances as well, actually. Yeah. yeah. Because Mike it's Smith three in one game. Yeah. Man, I was pulling for Mike Smith to get a goal. Where love- the hell did this Smith come from? Who pulls a goalie with a power play and then some point in that same power play puts him back in the net? Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. And then also the one then, where sorry, he was off by four inches yeah. though. And the guys were and the and the announcers weren't in the building, so they couldn't tell us he wasn't he wasn't in the net. That thing was going directly between the posts. Dead center. I got excited. I thought we were having a goal. And then DeSmith appears out of nowhere. And then the one he almost missed, Smith thought that was going in because he was up by the bench. For yeah, some he was reason. ready to go. He was ready to sell. He was going to do the flyby. He was excited about was it. Was he doing the flyby or the, the jump in? He was doing one of the two. Either I way, I didn't care. I wanted to see it. I thought he was going to do the stick over his head slide. Right oh, that would have been, oh, been good. Or that maybe even the, <laughs> what was his name? The Tiger Williams just fade through yeah. the legs and slide on it. That would have been fun. Anyway, Mike Smith, he's playing good hockey, despite what David Quadrelli says. Yeah, quads. Quads is no. What a nerd. He's a baby. They have a good goalie in Vancouver. How's that working out for you, quads? Yeah. They have a handful of them. Oh, fuck. I, I had meant to ask quads a question. I have been wondering this. Ask him right now. Mm-hmm. How many times have the Vancouver Canucks won the Stanley Cup? Ooh. Uh, run, up, run upstairs. Jump <laughs> on the elevator and go ask him. <laughs> just, just go, do his, yeah, go just bang, bang on his door. Room on the floor. He's completely okay, naked, yeah. making his craft dinner. Oh yeah, he's up making craft. Making dinner. his uh, I like that I we like, are on was top it the of the Cheetos guy though. Was or, it the Cheetos? Or even just like a three like a cheese regular. with the shells? You can get cotton yeah. candy flavored craft dinner now. Get the fuck out of here! I don't know. There's a shaken. I'll bring it to the office. I don't the next want it. Day. Please don't. I never. I bought it just to have it. You keep that shit. I always. Whenever you know, I I eat a good amount of craft dinner myself, and whenever I go, you know, a couple boxes of the original, then I'll always get like a ooh, like a three cheese or shells. Um, so oh, when you're buying, it. when I'm okay, buying, yeah. Okay, okay, so okay. I always get a special one thinking like, Oh, it'll be a nice treat. But then when it comes time to cook <laughs> it, I'm always like, nah, man, I just want the OG and the treat ones just sit there collecting. I'm dust. a big fan of the three cheese shell ones. Delightful. Doesn't go as well what? with ketchup though. So I don't really, what's put our portion size there, anyway. guys? Full box. What's the portion size? Full box. Full box. I never do right, two boxes. That's a bit much. I can't do two boxes. I, I put a lot. No, that would have to be like leftovers. My old roommate used to do two boxes. That's and I was just like, he was just a madman though. So at Costco, though, when you buy the big box at Costco, each box is one and a half. Wow. Mm. So that's what? the one and a half size. Fine. I wouldn't do two. No, that's excessive. Actually, I was another thought that I had is, you know, sometimes you go to Subway <laughs> and 12 inches a bit much. Six inches is not going to fill you up. It'd be nice if they had a nine inch sub. That would be nice. That's like Quiznos. a box and a half of because Quiznos have a nine inch sub. Quiznos. Yeah. yeah, they used to have. But three, I, I, three I always sizes. screw myself over because I go there. I get the 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 Italian on the 12. And then I always sample something on a nine. Now I'm eating fucking 15 inches of goddamn bread. You get a 12 and a nine. That's 21. Yes. That's Good 21. Point. That's a, your math is better than mine. Yes. That's too much sub. That's Did you know lot. that's a lot of bread, Rick? Is this, is this I know what it should, is. Is this when we should tell people that we're going to do this twice a week now? Oh yeah. By the way, next week <laughs> for the playoffs, Tyler, right? We're going two episodes a week. N- ON Radio Tuesdays and Fridays starting next now, week. If that you first have, one's going to be the hangover episode. That's going to be good. Yeah. If you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know that we launched this also last year. So we're hoping for a better <laughs> and the bubble too. A better run this yeah. time around. Did you know Quiznos are rapidly disappearing? 
Yeah, yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, there was two in my like near me that just so gone. at its peak there was something like eight thousand of them around North America. Now that number's like less than a thousand. I guess toasted doesn't taste better. Are they an endangered there's like, species? There's like a, a documentary or something yeah. like that on it. There was I read a thirteen tweet thread about how Quiznos failed, and it's really that's messed what up. it was. It's really so. Fail? So basically the guys who started it also started their own like food distribution company and then required or demanded that every franchisee only uses that food distribution company and they gouged them. I'll get the numbers wrong, but it was something like the Quiznos owners made like 70 million off their franchisees and then like 220 million off of charging them through the food distribution company. And then eventually a bunch of locations sued and won and it's been a downfall Ooh. ever since. Speaking of that, there's an interesting thing. If anyone's interested in, um, there's a whole suing going on in regards to McDonald's ice cream machines, never working. It's a really, it's actually, story. it's actually a legit thing. It's a I really watched. interesting. Story. Are they saying I watched it's like a YouTube a, documentary about it? Are they Were saying that they just it? Is that intentionally, how I maybe, yeah, they intentionally don't fix it. No, them? it's yeah. what it is, is it's the company, like they made a deal with a company that makes these milkshake machines and they can only use these milk, milkshake machines. And there's only repair people that are bonded to fix these milkshake machines, but they're all dying off. And so like, it's like hard Montreal to get Canadians fans. Who's it's, killing yeah. them. And so it's hard say. to get. Well, just, like, it's unfixable. Yeah. Too. Like and the, it, the normal guy cannot yes. look at that and fix it. The codes that you get are like, obscure and it's like e h how is this their symbol. business model? what does this look like to and have the unfixable ice cream machines like whose idea was who this? signed that contract yeah, who's just like this and is I, a good idea and i think it's one of those things where like mcdonald's isn't that upset about it because it makes you go to other mcdonald's and it makes you just like or it's talk probably about just it. like a low margin item and they don't yeah. really give a shit about it yeah. that doesn't matter so it's 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 all good to them but there is a website you can look up now that tells you because if you're a mcdonald's machine uh, now the people that have purchased mcdonald's franchise because it's written this contract and they got to pay all this money to get their machine fixed by this company, there's a third party thing that's come out that knows how to fix these oh, machines. And McDonald's franchises are hiring this company that comes in and fixes them. And you put it, you put it on, like you put this different machine on the ice cream thing so that you can figure it out. This makes about as much sense as you going to McDonald's to buy an ice cream and they send somebody to Dairy Queen and bring it back to yeah. you. That makes kind a of. lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. That'd be Delicious. good ice cream too. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know what this else is, is great? The food from our friends at Buster's Pizza. <laughs> Busterspizza.ca, whether you're looking for a pizza, whether you're looking for a donair, I guarantee you they have got a location near you. Rick always talks about the pasta. Maybe you want some pasta. Maybe lasagna. you want a little lasagna. Maybe you want this $13.99 large two-topper deal they got up on the website right now. Whatever you want, they got it for you. Busterspizza.ca. Coombsy, I don't know if you've ever played Ask the Idiots with us. Uh, yeah, I did. We, we, no, you, you, this was a thing that, um, yeah, before I left out that we were doing this. Mm. No, this is relatively new. It's pretty okay. new. No, I just made that up. So anyway, the way this works, we have <laughs> listener submitted questions. The boys haven't heard them yet. You just give your first take. So i got four questions here. I apologize to all of you that submitted questions that I didn't, couldn't find in my Two DMs. episodes a week going forward though. Yeah. So we're going to have a lot of opportunity for Ask the Idiots questions here going forward. So I'm going to start with Coombsy. He is our special, special guest today. Oh, Question number one, there's been more talk recently about expanding the playoffs, essentially having the seventh and eighth seeds playing the ninth and 10th seeds in some kind of play in tournament to determine the final 16. Do you like it or are you against it? I'm kind of, I can, I can see both sides of that. I mean, it makes sense for like in the NBA, they like doing that because they're they're They have these lower teams playing for something. So you have young guys on the new Orleans Pelicans and they're like, Oh, I get to play in a, in an important game. And that's fun. And single game elimination is always a blast. Everyone loves March madness, but 
I think if anything, there should be fewer playoff teams. Just the, the playoffs are already pretty watered down. Like there's some pretty bad teams in the playoffs. I don't think that's really necessarily the case this year, but in the past, like remember, think about the bubble, like Blackhawks shouldn't have been in the bubble. That was stupid. That, well, that, I, they did beat the Oilers, but that was dumb. Like the Habs, same thing. They also beat the Penguins. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really making too much sense here, but I don't like having, <laughs> I don't like having shitty teams in the playoffs. Like I think, I think the, the NFL had it perfectly when they had what, like 12 teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fine to have some shitty teams in the playoffs, but I, I think that you have to just draw a line at some point, right? Like I like having a team get dumped on by the Tampa Bay lightning. And I also like seeing that team beat the Tampa Bay blue jackets. Like games. when the blue jackets yeah. beat yeah. the yeah. lightning. That so, was cool. so that's to me, that's exciting. That's why I think you just leave it, leave wild card fun to other sports. Like sure. hockey doesn't need to be like the NFL and baseball to me. And Tyler, you want to play in tournament? No, I don't. I think 16 of 32 is honestly the perfect number. Any more than that, I think you're letting in too many bad teams. Any less than that, and I think you're giving up on revenue that's just there for the taking. When you look at things like the NFL, you could argue this. The NBA, you can definitely argue this. The first round's not that exciting in those sports, right? Like NBA specifically, I should say. It's just not. A lot of the times, it's just the good team steamrolling the bad team. So this was a way for them to create some intrigue into their playoff push because you had teams trying to play to avoid the play-in, teams trying to squeak into the play-in, teams trying to get the better seed for the play-in. It was intriguing. For hockey, the first round of your playoffs is so good that you don't need to add this. Yep. Rick, play-in tournament? No, get off my lawn. I'm an old man. I don't like the change. No, it's not necessary. <laughs> keep it, keep it the way it is. I'm with all of you. I, the play in tournament is fun, I guess, but like, eh. all of a sudden it just smelled like cologne in here. Really? Did we get a whiff of cologne from outside? Nope. Oh, Dan's got a better sniffer than the rest of us, I suppose. Having a stroke. (laughs) That could be that too. It's not burnt toast. Uh, This is a painful. That is my cologne brand. (laughs) This is a painful question. And um, that's why I'm starting with Rick. Yep. God forbid the Oilers don't win the cup this year. Who is your second choice to win it? There isn't a second choice. Sorry. Tyler. I'm thinking of the Eastern conference. Might be kind of neat to see how Florida reacts to it, and if that allows them to build any sort of like a sustained fan base going forward. Do you bring Kodak Black to uh, to the playoff games? He gets the cup first. That's what I would do. Also, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Barkov lifts it, and then like Straight emerging is it's Kodak Black, and he gets to lift it next. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, no, I, I think maybe a team like Florida. They've been so good this year that I feel like that could be rewarded. Giroux winning is like a cool storyline. There's enough Joe players Thornton too. Yeah, Joe Th- there's enough reasons to be like, yeah, Florida winning is like a nice little thing. Obviously, you want it to be the Oilers, but if it's not the Oilers, send it out east, give it to a team like Florida. Couldn't you're gonna, you're gonna get kicked out of the Blue Jackets fan club. They yeah, didn't even make true. the playoffs. Yeah, they're nowhere close. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> they were in Columbus as my pick, obviously. <laughs> a weird choice to make right now, though. Coomsey, Oilers can't win. Who's your pick? Uh, I would have gone with Florida, but Tyler just said that. I've always mm-hmm. had a soft spot for the Panthers. They're pretty fun. And you um, just like Florida. You're a Florida I'm a, guy. I'm a Florida man. Yeah. Yeah. I I, um, I quite enjoy going to Florida. Like, enjoy Disney. Epcot. Big, oh, big, of big Epcot guy, of course. Yes. Um, sticking in Florida, though, I think it'd be cool to see Tampa three-peat. Four cups for Maroon. That would be un- Patty Maroon. That would be cool. <laughs> Dan? I'm going to say, and this is a weird one because it would mean that the Oilers got eliminated by them, but I'm going to say the Nashville Predators because that means that they eliminated the Calgary Flames right off the bat, embarrassed the first place team in the Pacific, and it means they probably went through us to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, so that's my team to pick. Is. It could also mean that they get flopped 
beat the Avs and then beat the Oilers in the conference that's finals. Because Dallas could play Calgary instead. That is yeah, true. Depending on what happens. They're still looking mm-hmm. at Dallas. So there you go. Nashville Predators. And they overcame a UC Saros injury too. So be Dave cool Riddich takes them all the way. Dave Riddich I can see, leaves the Flames and takes them I all the way. I can see Dave Riddich uh, stoning the Flames in the first round. That'd be funny. I think my pick will be uh, the Vegas Gold. Oh, right. They're not in the playoffs. <laughs> Do I not- oh, big guy. That was a bad button. <laughs> that was a bad button. That was really random. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, um, I'll go with, I don't know. I don't want anybody to win. I like Rick. There is no the second team. Say that. Yeah. I don't want just, anybody else to win. In fact, if the Oilers ever get you. knocked out, I would just rather them cancel the playoffs entirely, but, uh, Reasonable. just watch baseball instead. Yeah. Just watch baseball instead. I'll, I'll just pick, just throw out a team. I'll pick Pittsburgh just cause I like Sid. Why not? He's getting older. He's no longer a kid. Kind of last dance vibes. with. Yeah. Them. Why not? Him and Malkin getting another one together, I guess. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what is he, 34? He's 36 now, right? Yeah, I think he's... He old that's Tom Brady. Because Alvechkin's 37, isn't he? Sidney <laughs> oh. Crosby's 45. Sidney Crosby turns 35 <laughs> in August. Okay. I like how it's last dance at 34. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he's like, he's he's no longer said the kid anymore. Yeah, how old was MJ when it was last dance time? Because then he went and played baseball, right? He so was he like was 42. He came oh. back and played basketball after baseball. When you yeah, become the greatest at two sports, though. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest at baseball, which is exactly what he was. Uh, Everybody okay. remembers it like that, right? Yep. Did everybody okay, give their answer? Mm-hmm. Yep. Michael yeah. Jordan, yeah. when you they didn't, did you didn't the, give, you said the pace work. Yeah. Michael Jordan last dance was 34. Hey, he's 34 when they did the last dance. Thanks, Doc. Tyler, I'm starting with you. <laughs> Question number three, ask the idiots for Buster's Pizza. Since a lot of you guys are big Jays fans, which Blue Jay would make the best oiler and which oiler would make the best oh. Blue Jay? Oh, I know. This is this is okay. an easy one for me. You know, so okay, you, who okay, we would, sure who Oilers fans would fucking love is Alec Manoa. Oh yeah, throw him on the blue sick, line. He just man. dummies guys. Yeah, he's That'd a big be man. Sick. That he was is. my answer too. Manoa yeah. on the blue line or Manoa is like a power forward would yeah. be the perfect hybrid. I'm gonna go Matt Chapman because of the defense. Mm-hmm. Chris Russell, yeah. If Chris Russell is gonna yeah. like, he's gonna retire because he's getting older or stop playing. We need a guy to block shots, and I feel like Matt Chapman mm-hmm. is our guy. Chris Russell would be a good J too. He's like a Reed Johnson type. Just leans in and gets hit by pitches. Yeah, has a high on base percentage. I don't hate that answer. Um, I would maybe say for an oiler, that would be a good J. Um, maybe you give it, maybe you give it to someone like a Kyler Yamamoto. I think he could play a little second base, be a good like leadoff guy, speedy, stealing. Like a quick. Devin Travis. Yeah. Something like that. I was going to say uh, <laughs> for an oiler to be a blue Jay, I was going to say Daryl because he's a big guy. I feel like he would hit bombs. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could see, I could see bombs. Mike Smith standing on the mound, just staring yeah. down people. The Randy Jason Johnson really, style. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And who you got? My, player from the blue Jays. I will say the easy one of uh, Vladdy on our power play. Just, just set him up Clappers. in Leon's spot just and just smash dingers into the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And which Oilers is going to the Jays? I would say Mike Smith on the mound yeah, reliever, yep. Mike Smith, like a closer of That'd Mike Smith. He would just be so angry all the time. And he'd be mad at his infielders when and they made be, mistakes. He'd be really sweaty too. Yeah. <laughs> like Jason Grilly was just literally Jason Grilly. Rick, which Oilers a Jay and which Jay's an oiler? Yeah, I like the I like the uh, the Vladdy because I think he could be our Bufflin. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Grab two, grab two guys at the corner. So I'm a big fan of that one. And if we're gonna send someone over there, buddy, it's it's Connor. He does everything well. That's fair. He did. Did Connor ever do the uh, the thing where they bring prospects to a MLB park? Did they ever do that? Dinger, I, I thought didn't he hit a dinger at batting practice? He was, they yeah. were down in Florida, right? And they were they were swinging. Yeah, 
He hit yeah. a dinger. Got to get him to the Edmonton ballpark, and then we have to see if he can throw a ball over the river. Would you trade West Edmonton Mall for the Blue Jays? Yes. Yes. No. I don't even go to West Ed. Could what what city could hold an MLB team better, Edmonton or Vancouver? Vancouver. Unfortunately, Vancouver. Yeah, it's just yeah, probably it's just the population in our winter goes a little bit longer. Fair enough. Tyler, I'm starting with you on this one. Yep. With sports betting becoming more and more popular and the NHL embracing it, do you think there will be changes to how they handle injury announcements? In the NFL, as an example, you know if a player stubbed their toe. In the NHL, they are so vague about everything, but as a gambler, who, how do you make bets not knowing when a player is playing or will be out? I will say this. In the NFL, there are still situations where guys a game-time decision up until warm-ups, right? And you don't know. And the other thing with the NFL is sometimes a guy plays and he's on the roster and he plays like eight snaps and then you're pissed because you're DraftKings is ruined. <laughs> so like, yeah, right? Rick knows. Um, mm-hmm. I, my take on it is yes, there should be more injury clarity, but there just won't be. We're not getting that. And as a better, you got to deal with it. And there will be moments when you will find value because you're like, Hey, if this guy doesn't play, this line is, this line is great. And there'll be times where you sit there and you bet and someone gets hurt and they don't play and you'll be like, well, I'm screwed. Like it'll happen. I disagree. I think that the gambling entity will force the NHL to do more injury reporting. But I think what you're going to see is you're going to see bottom six and you're going to see fringe guys like you were talking about with the NFL where like guys that mean nothing, you're going to get like in-depth report about what yeah. they're dealing with. McDavid gets hurt and it's still going to be vague as see, all hell. But the other side of this though is I get the side of like, oh yeah, the, the gambling partners aren't going to stand for this, blah, blah, blah. But that usually just results in the house winning. Yes. Right. Like, but, like, I mean, it goes both ways But to me. It's like the appearance of impropriety, right? Yeah. You give the lead, you say the lead, you make a statement by the league, just like they do with their rules all the time. Right. We're going to yeah. call the rules more now. And then they don't, it's just the same kind of thing. I think that they'll slap some wrists for not reporting the injuries. And then yeah. we'll start to see a little bit more in-depth Devin Shore injuries. Coombsy, I know you're not a gambler, but like, do you think that having gambling money kind of pushing that the, that NHL teams will be forced to be more specific with injuries. I can see the league pushing teams to do that, but I just, I know the NHL is such a dinosaur league and teams don't hockey guys don't like change. Right. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if teams just maintained, even if they were put on pressure from the league, like an old, an old coach, like Barry trots, you're not going to be like, Hey man, like points bet or someone is demanding. <laughs> that you let us know who the fucking goalie is going to be the night before the game. It's just not going to happen. Shout out to Points Bet Canada, who we love very much. And if they demanded anything from us in terms of starting goalies, we'd make it. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll, 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 I'll say the lines for Points Bet, but I don't know if Barry Trotz would do that. I, you don't think Tortorella is going to ex- respond well to that? Hey, Torts, we need to know who you're playing. He's got or, or Sutter down in Calgary? Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't go well. Daryl Sutter like, would pretend he doesn't understand what gambling means. In baseball <laughs> or in, in NFL, Tyler, like when they don't, when they get caught in a lie, which I mean, obviously doesn't happen very much with an injury, but what happens to them? Like what if, what if it, yeah, there's like a fine. Yeah. It's to me, it's like, well, what is the punishment going to be? Even if they did, there's a fine, but even that, even them, they give you like three different versions, right? One is 25% chance of playing one's 50, one You know, they're all, it's all different like that. The NHL takes steps to get better just because they can't get any worse, yeah. but it's never <laughs> going to be perfect. It's never going to make everybody happy. Uh, last question. Ask the idiots. Ooh, I like this one. Rick, I'm going to start with you. Which yeah. series would you feel safest betting money on, but you're shooting for an upset? I know some of the Which series aren't locked. Series. Mm-hmm. I'm jumping in Nashville over Calgary. Kick rocks Cal- Calgary. Even without Soros. If that's how it goes. Could be Dallas. What do we consider an upset? Is it is it three over a two an upset? Like 
If yeah, like I guess six let's points just, in let's the standings. just to keep it vague let, or just to keep it more general, a, like a, a lower seed. A There's a very obvious one here. It's either Boston or Tampa, Tampa against the Leafs, right? Yeah. The Leafs are Tampa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the easy answer. Dan? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at Coombsy's screen here to steal anybody else in that other division. I guess, like, I wouldn't mind seeing, yeah, I don't know, like a Minnesota beat... Oh, they're, they're not, they're not the unseed. Yeah, I guess that's beating the Rangers wouldn't be that shocking. I don't think. But yeah, I think the obvious two are anybody that plays Calgary and anybody that plays. Atlanta. I also wouldn't be shocked to see Florida lose in the first round because their goaltending so random. Uh, but they've but Bobrovsky's been good kind of all year, right? And their offense is so good. The team that I wouldn't be surprised by is uh, Carolina. Carolina. Carolina losing round one wouldn't stun me at all. I, I just think they. I think they playing? Their goaltending's up. They're either playing Boston or Tampa. Or Tampa. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. They're overrated. Yeah, they are. All right, boys. There you go. Ask the idiots for our friends at Buster's Pizza. Now we just need to pick a winner. Of who gets that there, GC? So your options are uh, play in tournament, question one. Who's your second choice at a cup winner? The Jays question. Should the NHL uh, be more specific with injuries because of betting? Who you, uh, Which underdog would you bet on? I'm going to vote for the Jays. I'll vote Jays too then. I'm saying second best team. But Rick, do you want to go with... What do you want to do? Rick? Rick, where are you voting? Oh, I still get a vote. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go Jays. I'll go the Jays, too. That was a fun question. Jays are the winner. Woo! So that one goes to to that guy. West Coast Oil Fan. Shout out to you. I'll reach out to you post-podcast. One thing before we get to hot and cold performers that I wanted to bring up is yesterday, Ryan Rashog asked Derek Ryan a question, and I thought the answer was very interesting. The question from Rashog, how would you assess your team's identity to identify or fix problems in your game as they pop up along the way? Now, just give me a second here. This is what Derek Ryan said. I might be able to play it, actually. Oh, do you got it? Uh, well, let's see if the roadcaster works. <laughs> Come on, roadcaster. And play. And if you are going to play that, I'm going to demand. Derek, how's it going? Hey, good, how are you? Ooh, good. We got um, it. It's eight minute mark, right? Yep, right at the yep. end of the mark. Okay, right, eight minute mark. Here is Derek. R- so as Tyler- I thought it was a cool experience. Uh, just fun for me, Derek. Uh, how would you assess your team's ability to identify and fix problems in your game as they pop up along the way here? Well, I think that's Woody's job, and Woody's been really good at that. <clears throat> I think that we've been we were searching for that earlier in the year where things weren't going our way, and um, you know it just felt like we were being told to work harder or just be better, and we were searching for more answers. And I think Woody's done a good job of bringing those answers in, saying, "Hey, this part of your whatever your forecheck or your neutral zone, your face-off detail, all those things are important, and these are things that you can do to get better in those." areas and um, I think playoffs specifically to your question there is is about adapting being able to change when the other team changes and um, I think Jay will be really good at that because he's he's shown it so far uh, during his time here little bit of a shot fired at all tip tip a little what do you think of that Tyler that's a that's very telling because if a guy is willing to say something like that publicly I just think what's he holding back? Cause you know, he's not just letting her go in front of the media. And that's one of the, I think that's the second or third time Derek Ryan has kind of said something along like those lines. We were being told to work harder and be better was kind of the quote there. Is that not good coaching? Doesn't sound like Derek Ryan thinks so. Well, I was just ah. going to say to me, that's, that's like, not a coach. 
that's not how you coach. You can't coach by saying stupid things like that. That's not a coach. I mean, it's it, to me, it's a, it's just a different type of coach, right? It's a different style of coach. And I think it's a style of coach that's going away. And I think that we are replacing them with the Woodcrofts of the world. And so for me, it's just, you know, that just doesn't surprise me, I guess. Like, I'm not shocked. Is anybody shocked hearing no, that from no. Derek Ryan? Even just watching Dave Tippett, or not Dave Tippett, Jay Woodcroft operate behind the bench, mm-hmm. just how he communicates with the players. He's always up and down. He's always in somebody's ear. He's always talking to them. And then the positivity post games, come on. He's, he's got more of a management style that I think caters to the younger generation of players. Like everyone jokes like, oh, millennials and Zoomers are so soft. But like as a generation, like we, 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 we want that kind of feedback more rather than just being shouted at. Like, I don't think the young guys coming into the league who were born in 2002, you can just scream at and get things out of them. I think you have to explain things. You're yeah. like, here's how you can get better. Here's tangibly what you should be doing. And that those are the, the coaches that you're bringing in. Those are the teams that are having success now. You can't, you can't sit there and act like the boss and be like, I'm telling you to do this. So do this or like work harder. You need to put yourself on the level of, and this is just me reading into how these new age kind of coaches work. We are equal and we're working towards a common goal kind of thing. And I get that vibe from Woodcroft. I just, even if, I, even if it's not equal, you're teaching, you're coaching, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're working with them and you're, and you're explaining why you're doing something and this is how to do it and why we're going to do it this way. It's so old school. But I mean, every generation goes through this where the generation before them learned in a more blunt tougher way for whatever you want to say. And then you try and then you try and like evolve. Mm-hmm. And then the next era does and tries to evolve. And right now we're in a movement of evolving. And if you're not on board with it, you're going to be out of the sports world very quickly. We've seen it in a lot of different uh, games right now. But like Rick, when you heard that you, you're a more old school guy, you just admitted it yourself. Like when I'm hearing that I'm thinking to myself, yeah, Derek, you should know what to do though. And when Dave Tippett tells you to be better and you're saying that Woodcroft tells me that I need to be better on face off dot and I need to work harder at this. I did guess he say that or did you say just be better and leave it at that? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, if he says you got to be better here and there, but there's a little bit of in the gray area then. But if he just said you got to be, you got to go out there and be better. Well, now you're, you're coaching the way some of the, the media guys write and yeah. we don't like the way they write. You can't coach the same way. You you have to sit there. You got to break it down a little bit for everybody a little bit more now. But and that's the way just, it is. Think, it's just the way the world is now. Yeah, and I and you're right. And I think it's just like I said. It's it's my old school brain saying, yeah, no, Derek Ryan, you knew what to do. You knew you knew the right thing to do to go out and get to play better for yourself. But there's more to it than that. When you're at the NHL level, the systems are more in depth yep. than just being like, it, it's more in depth than being like, come on, win your face offs, you fuck. Yeah, like, no, and that's and that's exactly it. And that's where Woodcroft comes in now and says. This guy is going around you this way. And here's how we could try and beat that, right? Like that kind of, that kind of mentality is just different now. And I keep going back to Woodcroft's positivity, no matter what the situation is, that's got to feel better for the players to, to not be singled out. I think specifically of when Tippett singled out Miko earlier in the season and Miko's response was like, yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> and it's just like, I get it. He did need to play better, but if you would ask Jay Woodcroft that exact same question in that exact same situation, do you think he's throwing Miko Koskinen under the bus? No, absolutely not. Well, and I think this also comes back to two. One other part about this is we've heard it since Tippett left is that Tippett talked to the star guys and didn't talk to the lower, yeah. the lower echelon. And to me, Derek Ryan is, I guess, a lower echelon guy. So he's just speaking from that experience. As well. well, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but earlier after the coaching change, Derek Ryan said something like, we're all in it now. We all know what our job is. We all feel like we're a right. part of it. They're getting just, more ice time too. It was yeah. he's rolling lines significantly more. The, 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 the bottom six feels like they're part of the team now. 
And ultimately that's paid off on the ice as well. Cause guys aren't just like a guy like Darnell nurse is an example. I know he's hurt right now, but like he's not playing 29 minutes anymore. McDavid dry said it will be playing 26 minutes, some games. And it's like, well, why not? Cause he would, cause he would not give any, any yeah. opportunity to the youth. Yeah. yeah cause I he mean, wouldn't give Ryan McLeod any playing time. Now Ryan McLeod's on so the kill and Ryan the GM built this time. team a certain way. And the coach refused to play it the way the GM built it. I know we're not sitting here trying to give the, the GM an award, but I do believe he deserves at least a little pat on the back or a little golf clap. Because what he has built is where we are right now. Without that coaching mistake in the middle, um, this team could easily be first in our division, it's, first in the conference, even first in the league at this rate. It's kind of interesting then, because I, I, I agree with you that uh, Tippett didn't utilize the roster very well. But it's interesting then that Holland waited so long to make exactly, the fire yeah. and hired yeah. Tippett in the first place. So well, I don't mind the hiring that, in the that, first place. That's yeah. a different situation way back then. But at this point, going into the season, we knew the coach did not want to sign a long-term contract. He tried to get it done. He's a lame duck coach. He wasn't not all into it. When you won't do something as fun as grow a mustache for the for the fans and just to kind of give into it, I that right away said you weren't like totally into it. Like I know it sounds fucking weird, but yeah. you need to be all into it. If there was some weird thing with Woodcroft, I guarantee he would go ahead and do it because that's just part of the game. You build your team around that type of stuff. Tippett didn't do that. And I don't know as a guy, I don't know how you could fire somebody earlier. Like I've never been in that position before and I probably won't ever, but yeah, like it should have been probably, and some guys are going to say six weeks before, but I'd say 10 weeks to two weeks, 10 days to to two weeks to, you know, somewhere in there before the, the, what was it? 13 losses in 15 games, December, January. Like you think Mm -hmm. somewhere right around new year's when they were losing those terrible games, that would have made sense. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And those two wins in that stretch were, uh, what's his name? Columbus and Seattle. Oh yeah, Woodcroft was on the better. Uh, they were. No, sorry, Woodcroft. it was Gulliton. Yeah. Yeah, it was Gulliton. It was Gully. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't uh, Tippett had COVID, right? That, yeah, that was a hell of a run for the Oilers. Man, what a season! How would you sum up this <laughs> season? Just like ride. the start, incredible, ten and zero. Then December, January. Oh fuck! Are we going to make the playoffs? Seem like two seasons ago. This seems like this season's gone on forever. It feels like it's been three seasons. Yeah. I, uh, I, I remember a moment in early Feb, I think, and I was sitting on the couches out in our office about to do a pregame show with Caroline. And I was explaining to her how miserable our jobs are going to be once they get eliminated and don't make the playoffs. I'm like, Caroline, it's going to suck for a bit. I was like, we're going to have to do pregame shows like after they get eliminated and like, we're going to have to pretend to be positive and like all this stuff. And I was like, and then we're going to have to like find ways to make content during the playoffs when the Oilers aren't there. And I literally thought they were done. And then they fired they fired tip and I was like, hmm, maybe a shot. And then the run that ensued was just insane. I think what we're all saying is thank you, Jay Woodcroft for saving this season. Legend. I wonder, uh, what do you think? A three-year extension for him? Yeah. yeah. Ten. He'll, he'll get, he'll get a, th- a nice three-year deal. Do you think Woody I, I, can grow a mustache? Do you think a Woody can grow a playoff beard? Will Look he? at him. He looks like he, will. he could be 25 or he could be 65 and you would have no idea. Yeah. Back in 2017, did Todd grow one or did he shave? I can't remember. Uh, I think he just shaved. Yeah. Todd was. Yeah. Well, that's going to be an interesting angle too. the apprentice versus the, the student in round one. That's interesting. I mean, the Oilers have had some decent success recently against the Kings. Uh, I don't know. Three in a row against the Kings with uh, Woodcroft as the coach. Three wins in a row. But again, like regular season numbers, as much as we read into them now, as we saw last year, like we, we rolled over Winnipeg in the regular season and then we got rolled over in the playoffs. Right. So, Oh, everything was stupid close. It's a four game sweep and I get it, but every game was so damn close. Yeah, it was a you pretty. Go, it was a you weird play a hundred you hundred times you you play that series. Never again will you find another series that goes 
three or four overtimes the way that one did. Plus, that was a weird one too because there was no fans, right? So I just yeah. think I, just a damn seltzer yeah. can. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, take, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna take away Tampa's two Stanley Cups, but I have a hard time looking at the results of the bubble, especially and last year's playoffs, and be like, yeah, these. Yeah, are, but last year in the states, everywhere. Yeah, was a little bit up. different for, but but in the all Canadian, like yeah. You know, was, uh, you just look at it. And you're the boys, like, the yeah. boys didn't want to waste any goals on uh, on nobody in the stands. They said, "Okay, we'll sacrifice these two these two years in the playoffs just so that when we get out and win the cup, we have our fans in the seat." So here we go. This is the year. Makes sense. Tyler, get your buttons ready. Okay. It is time for Hot and Cold Performers. If you want to sponsor Hot and Cold Performers, why don't you send me an email? Bagmilk at OilersNation.com. We got empty. So it's once again for the second week in a row. It is the Bagmilk Hot and Cold Performers. I'm mm-hmm. claiming it. I'm sponsoring it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. As we do every week, we start off with our veggies. I see Nation Dan here. He's scrolling. He's putting his work in. So I'm going to start with you, sir. Yes. Your bag milk cold form of the week. Uh, my bag milk cold form of the week is going to go out to Elon Musk for making Twitter his personal message board. And I, that's all I know about it so far. So Elon Musk, you get my cold form of the week. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Coomsy. Your bag milk cold for more of the week. Oh, we're starting with cold. Okay. I have my hot one ready. That's uh, too bad. We're oh, doing cold. Yep. No, how we do it. Okay. Veggies um, first. <laughs> always take our veggies first. Oh, geez. What am I? I'm probably going to do two Blue Jays ones. I think the Blue Jays offense has been quite poor recently, <laughs> and I really hope they pull it together. It's been about a month now or into the season. The timing doesn't really seem to be there. So I hope the Jays snap out of it and start hitting like they can. Oh, get cold. I'll jump in on that also with my bag milk cold performer of the week. I need to stop betting on Bo Bichette to get bases because he is not coming through for me right now. Bo Bichette, betting on Bo Bichette right now is my cold performer of the week. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke is what it is. Tyler? My cold performer of the week is Connor McDavid. Connor, you do a lot of good around here. You've been doing some great stuff with Ben Stelter. You just set a career high in points, and that's awesome, man. But you didn't hit over 126 and a half on the season, and you lost me my bet, man. So, uh, Connor McDavid, <laughs> you get my cold performer of the week for not hitting that. I'm upset. Rick, your bag milk cold performer of the week. It's along the lines of bad officiating, but we're going back to baseball and Angel Hernandez. I don't know who saw his, oh. his stuff from the other day. So bad. It's terrible. And I, I get it. You're human. There's errors in there. So at one point, if you don't walk away, the MLB has to kick him out because he's making an absolute ass of himself and the league out there. It's it's absolutely terrible. He's, he's worse than any NHL referee. Are you thrilled? Can you? I'm not. Can you give me some context on this? Because I've heard this name several yeah. times over the last two. He's years. renowned. He's the worst official in baseball. He's missed like the ump tracker thing. Yeah. Something in his career, like twenty eight thousand misses calls in terms of balls yeah, his, and strikes. His accuracy percentage all time is like below eighty. I think. Like he's mm-hmm. awful. But he had his and best. And he's so emphatic. And he's so emphatic about how good he is. Yeah, he had his best ever game uh, in a Jays game like last week. Uh, as an MLB umpire, and he was like 98% correct, and that was his best game by far. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So his uh, strike zone is more of a suggestion, you're, you're saying. It's just random, though. too. Like, it's one day it's big, one day it's small. For this team, it's that. One pitcher. Yeah, it just... One like, batter. It changes, it changes throughout the game. Batter. It gets smaller throughout the game, usually. It's just chaos. Well... But they'll never do robot umps, I don't think, because the umpire's is very strong. I'm okay with I'm okay with human error. But there's a certain yeah. human error level where you just have to get rid of the guy. And this dude has ne- uh, he has to go. Oh yeah, he's terrible. Yep, I agree. Well, 
solve that problem. Yep. Now it's time to finish off with the tasty, tasty desserts, which is of course the hot performers of the week. I'm going to start off. Yep. Bag milk, hot performer of the week. I'm going to say me. Why? Because last week on this podcast, I said Connor McDavid is going to finish the season with 123 points. And what did he do? He finished the season with 123 points. I nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Insider info. He's a hot guy. I just figured he had five games left to get 10 points. Easy peasy. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't drop him a DM and say, Hey, listen, man, I'll send you like a free hoodie. If you just, uh, you know, get a couple more points. Absolutely. I've been DMing Connor McDavid this whole time. <laughs> We're besties. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if he knows I exist. Maybe he might. Maybe. I'd Dan, say yes. Your bag mail cop form of the week. Um, my bag milk hot performer of the week is going to go to a former coworker of ours. Actually, is it Chris the intern? One Evan Hugawanik. Ah, fuck yeah! For hooking me up with a Ben Stelter card. He, oh yeah, uh, that is oh, cool. That's, great. He that's did, awesome. He found one for me and got it to me at the end of the game. So Evan and I guess Upper Deck for doing that uh, Ben Stelter card. You get put, my hot performer of the week. Put some respect on my name. That whole sequence of Ben going out to get his card from Connor. It's just. That's amazing. Oh, there it is. I have it. Look at and it. And I'm going to have it with me all the time. I took out one of my sleeve protectors and uh, took out a McTavish holding mm-hmm. up a Stanley cup card. And it's now a Ben Stelter card. And I'm going to have it with me the whole time. That was a sweet. That's a cool thing. For I really, to really like what's awesome. I really like everything about this. They've handled it unbelievably well. It's been, it's been really good. It's Nine like, know with Ben in the building. It's like that St. Louis blues with Layla. It's Leia. Sorry. The, uh, the little girl that had cancer when they were on mm-hmm. their cup run. It's amazing. Ben Stelter though. Nine and oh. Our boy, he's doing his work. We know that eight o'clock starts are hard for them. I wonder if mom and dad will make exceptions for game one of the playoffs. I, yeah, I don't know. I, Who knows? I, I don't think, I don't think his mom and dad putting him to sleep. I think he's just kind of getting all sleep. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You 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 convince him for a little afternoon nap. When you've got uh, the whole city behind you, it wipes the guy up. Get him a coffee. You know, get him into coffee. Quick Red Bull. Yeah. Why not? Your bag milk hop form of the week. Uh, well, I wanted to point out that my Wordle streak is at 111. It was. He showed wow. me a streak. It is very impressive. Very good. But my my hot performer of the week is uh, the big man, Alec Manoa on yes. the Blue Jays, who is now 4-0 and this season through four starts, 25 innings pitched, an ERA of 144. And he looks unbeatable. And I think, unironically, that he might win the Cy Young this year. What is, and what is his whip? His whip? His whip. His whip. whip is a uh, 0.880. Whoa. Wow, that's, that's good whip. Yesterday. That's a great whip. I feel like you would have appreciated us watching the Jays game yesterday because there were some good Jays bets going on yesterday. We were all cheering Alec Manoa on yesterday. Uh, Tyler, you're a bag milk hop form of the week. Uh, I'm going to give it to Noah Gregor, who rolls in his yeah. second game back in Edmonton, local boy from Beaumont. Uh, you may have heard of his uncle as well. He works for us on the site. He's like a staff writer. He does some articles. Is it um, <laughs> but Noah Gregor, a good local boy, shows up, pots a couple of goals early on. He's got a bunch of family in attendance as well. What a great moment. Mm-hmm. Noah Gregor, he's battled some tough luck this year. But he's gone from an American League guy to a bona fide NHL player this season. And you know what? I've met him like once, but I'm proud of him. Good for you, Noah. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you not. I partied with his dad once in Moose Jaw, and that guy can put him back. Yeah. It was uh, a good time. I've met Noah twice. There was once when I was working. Well, you just said once. You just said once. No, I remembered the second time. There was once when I was Your working at. Straight. You didn't actually meet him, did you? Once when I was oh, working at Lids. Um, I was working at Lids. That was my like job at a high school. <laughs> and Noah came in like a week before the NHL draft and brought a hat. 
And I was like, Hey, if you sign up for a lids club card, I can save you 10% today. And he was like, sure. I was like, all right, what's your name? He's like, Noah Gregor. I was like, Hey, you're getting drafted next week. And he was like, yeah, I am. And then the other time I was walking around Rogers place after an oil Kings. Was Raiders that the game. end of the conversation? That's pretty much it. <laughs> hey, yeah. you're getting drafted next week. Yes, I am. Like, fucking right to you. Yeah. Cool. So um, and he came up to me and he was like, Hey, I'm trying to get to like this area of the rink to see my family, but like, I don't know where it is. And we were just in the stairwell at Rogers place. And I was like, Oh, well, I don't know either, but I can help you out. And we walked up and down stairs and eventually found a spot. So those, were, those were two terrible stories. Thank you. <laughs> what did you get? What did they you guys talk about? I never said you, they were good, but yeah, what'd you when guys you're talk walking about? in the stairwell, what'd you guys talk about? Uh, I was wearing a TSN jacket. Like, remember me? I sold you a hat. <laughs> I gave you 10% off. I signed you up and then I knew you were getting drafted. I was, I was really hoping your story was going to be like, oh yeah, we were walking around the arena and then he recognized me yeah. before his drafts. Like, wait a minute. Didn't no, I buy you a connected at all. I get to work with your uncle. Um, yeah, I was wearing a TSN jacket and he was like, hey, my uncle does a radio show for that station. And I was like, yeah, I'm aware. I, I never know. heard of him. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. He's also a staff writer at Oilers Nation. My uncle sells hats for that radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Those were terrible stories. They're terrible Sorry, stories. Cam. Sorry, Cam. Just awful. Uh, yep. One time Tyler went and got coffee and that was the story. Jesus. <laughs> Rick, no, your no narrative arc here. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. What do you want me to do? Like add elements? <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah. A little sizzle. Uh, Rick, suspense, please. your bag milk hop form of the week. Uh, you know, we're going to give it to someone else from last night's game. He's kind of done the exact same thing Noah done this year, where he's been a AHL guy to start. Pretty sure he's seen the last of his AHL career. Scored his first goal last night. I'm fairly certain he's on the all abs Swedish team. Uh, Philip Broberg. What just happened? The big guy is smoking hot. Did you just gag? What just happened? Nah, nah, nah. It wasn't you me. just went. <laughs> Tyler's not a big what, Swedish abs guy. What happened there? Stomach got a little upset. Rick's giving his thing. I look over at Tyler. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Just, just let me have some water, guys. Okay. So when I started, almost died last week on the episode. Yeah, Rick almost went down, head down. What? Yeah, that was bad. Rick's I started choking on he, something last week. He turned as red as your shirt last oh, week. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Why? What were you doing? Just I talking. just started choking on something. He's like, want to watch me hold my breath? And then he was <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to hold my breath. And then he almost passed out. All right. well, that was a good episode. It was, uh, it was, it was an episode. That's for sure. <laughs> We're going to two a week next week, everybody. Can't wait. So set your schedules accordingly. Oilers Nation Radio doing two a week starting next week, Tuesdays and Fridays. But for now, this is episode 191. We've all got to get set for a party tonight because the nation crew is going out for dinner. I'm looking forward to it. So from all of our friends at Oodle Noodle and DoorDash and Cornerstone Insurance and Buster's Pizza, we say thanks for listening. Uh, Shout out, Mr. What are Booth. you chuckling at over there? Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ooh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.